going on. All right, sorry, so you missed the introduction if you're just getting in on the recording. So I got too many recordings going on. So now we're good to go. Anyway, all I did was read the text. So anyway, so uh, you found out in chapter 4 that you are justified through faith, right? Right? We are. As, as Gentiles, we are uh, justified through faith. As, as Jews, they were justified by their faith. And we talked about all that. And so... Uh, Paul, just as really quick review to get us where we need to go, he gets everybody uh, condemned in the first three chapters. And then in chapter 4, not that he gets them condemned, he just proves that they're condemned. Then in chapter 4, uh, he says, okay, but now you are justified through faith. It's only through faith, not by the law, it's only through faith. Then we get to chapter 5 in the first 11 verses, and he says, okay, here's some benefits to that justification. There's, some, there's a lot of good that comes with this. And so that gets us to where we're at today. Then he says, wherefore? Okay, so... Now that all of that's been said, I need to make a comparison. Remember back in chapter 4, Paul was like, I need an analogy. I need some sort of a comparison that will make this work. And he's like, oh, I know just the person. I'll use Abraham. Abraham will be the perfect guy to make this work out. He'll be the perfect guy to, to uh, make this example. Well, instead of an instead of a, uh, analogy, per se, uh, today, for the rest of or not really just today, but the rest of chapter 5, Paul's like, okay, I need something that's going to make this work. He's like, I need a comparison. I mean, I need to compare two people, something that's really going to show what I'm talking about. And so for the first 11 verses, we found out what the benefits were to our justification. And then Paul switches gears and he's like, okay, now I need somebody to show what this really looks like, right? Because I want to tell you that Christ came to die for the world. I want to show you that Christ came to die for the world, but I need a way for you to get that. And he's like, I need some physical way. And he's like, I know just the person. And so here's what he's going to do. He's going to use Adam, right? He's going to use Adam back in Genesis to show the anti-type of Christ. And you might be like, what does that mean? Well, it, it's like the, the the silhouette. It's like back in the day, some of you guys don't remember this, and some of you guys are going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about because I'm showing my age, but back in the day, you used to have to take pictures and you took the film to the Walmarts, right? And and they used the little negatives uh, to, to print your pictures off. And some of you are like, I don't know what you're talking about, right? Yeah, I'm old, I know. But that's okay. But if you ever looked at those negatives, right, because they always put them in the little picture the little picture packet when you picked them up, they were like reversed of what the actual picture was. And so it's like a reverse type. It's a really good picture of, of what this is. And so Adam is a really good reverse type of Christ. And I'll explain to you why as we get into it. So anyway, that kind of gets us where we're going. And so Paul says, okay, I, I've got to... I've got to use something here. So he's for the rest of chapter 5, and we're not going to get through it all today, he's going to use Adam and Christ as a comparison that really complement each other. And that's what he's going to do. And so he says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, he's talking about Adam if you didn't know, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. And then he goes on from there. So here's what I've got for you today. It's it's like two separate lists in one. So it's some of y'all's like greatest day ever, and some of y'all are like, I don't want to write that much. That's okay, you don't have to. But here's what I've got. I've got four characteristics of sin. And the five thing er, and I'm sorry. The four characteristics of sin and five things to know about the way that sin works. Okay, so there's like two separate lists here. And some of y'all that have that are in my HBI class are going to think, this sounds really familiar. And I've done my best to separate my passport notes from my HBI notes. But this is something that really needs to be said uh, to everybody. And so, four characteristics of sin and five things to know about the way sin works. 
Okay, so hopefully that, that helps you out. So some of you guys are going to be like, well, I kind of have heard some of this. So it's changed up a little bit, but for the most part, every, everybody in Passpoint needs to hear this. And so, uh, so here's, you, you get the four characteristics of sin right out of Romans 5.12. And so I'm going to read again. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for all of sin. That is, uh, that is something we need to know, right? So it goes on to say, or here's your first uh, characteristic of sin. I hate this phone thing. Uh, so here's the first one. The first characteristic of sin is its origin, right? Where does it come from? Where does sin come from? And you're like, well, uh, I'm a sinner because I was born a sinner, right? Well, that's the correct answer, right? Sin originated in one man's disobedience to God. It didn't take you to be disobedient for you to be a sinner. You were born that way. Even before you knew to do wrong, you, you, you were you were born wrong, right? You can't get right. That's just the way that it is. Sin uh, had its origin in Adam's rebellion. You might be like, well, Eve was the one who did it first. No, hang on a minute. Eve was deceived. But Adam sinned willingly. Right? You need to remember that. Too often guys are like, well, if it wasn't for that lady, nothing would have happened. Well, guess what? Guys, he should have been there to watch over her anyway. He should have been there with her anyway. Where was he at? You know, kicked back in his recliner or what? I don't know. It doesn't matter. He wasn't there. Eve was deceived. Adam sinned willingly. Right? The first characteristic of sin, you read it right here in Romans 5.12, as one man... As by, as by one man sin entered into the world, right? It all came from one guy, right? That's the first characteristic of sin. That's where it came from. You need to know that. And so this is kind of more, not completely my style, but this is more teachy, right? This is more, uh, you need to get this information. And some of it you already know, but the question is, do you really know that you know it? And you're like, huh? Yeah, that's what I said, right? But sin, you need to know that you know this stuff, right? You need to know it. So here, the first one is the the first characteristic of sin is its origin. The second characteristic of sin, right here in Romans uh, five twelve, is its effect, right? What does it do to me? What does sin do to me, right? And so the first half of this, I'm just going to kind of lay it out there for you. The second half, I really am going to need some interactions. So you're going to have to be a little closer uh, to to answer some questions because we need some interaction on this. But but as for now, the second characteristic of sin is its effect. What does it do to me? Right. What does sin do to you? Physical death is the proof of sin. The fact that you will die, whether it's from the coronavirus or anything else, uh, you're going to die. That's proof of sin, right? The proof that sin was passed on to all is that everybody dies. I've never met anybody who didn't die, right? Now, some of you might be like, well, obvious. Okay, everybody's going to die at some point. Right? It doesn't matter what... Uh, I, this, I think I remember teaching this when I was in HBI, but... Uh, it doesn't matter 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, however many thousands of years, right, of science have tried to prove that we can learn the human body, that we can learn this, that we can do that, right? What, what has that got us? Absolutely nowhere in the fact that everybody still dies, right? Death is still batting a thousand. There is no, there is no cure for it. Why? Because that's, that's the effect of sin. That's what it does to you. It causes you to die. The proof that sin was passed on to everybody is that everybody dies. Its effect is universal. Romans 5.12. We talked about this just a couple... Or no, this is the verse we're at, right? Uh, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, right? That's what we're talking about. It's all here. And death by sin. You're going to die because you're a sinner. No one is exempt from death. Demonstrating that sin has affected the entire race. There is nobody that can't get this, right? Suppose you, you can't quarantine yourself from death. It doesn't work, right? There is no way that you can do that. It doesn't happen. 
Right. The third characteristic of skin, of sin, of skin, right, is you know it hurts when you pinch it. No, the third characteristic of sin is its scope. Right. So uh, its scope. Who all does it affect? Who all does sin affect? Well, you guys know the answer to this. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but you need to know this because there are four things. Right. Um, who all does it affect? Nobody is exempt from death. Demonstrating that that sin is, is it's, effect, it's affected everybody. There is no way to get out of it. Right. And the fourth one, so we can get into to the list of five that, that should slow us down a little bit. The fourth characteristic of sin is its guilt. What will it cause me to do? Right? What, what is it going to cause me to do? Because that's what sin does, right? Right? Where does it come from? What does it do to me? Who, it is, who does it affect and what's it going to cause me to do? All men are guilty before God, not because of Adam's sin. Now, hang on. Follow me here. Not only because of Adam's sin, but because of their own personal choice of participation in Adam's sin. You might be like, I don't even like apples. Well, he probably didn't eat an apple anyway, right? Well, I don't even like grapes. Well, guess what? Just just follow me here. Stop arguing, right? All men are guilty because of your own personal choice to participate in it. A lot of people say, well, well I don't think that's fair because Adam sinned, I've got to die. That's not fair to me, right? Well, get off your human rights, right? And just follow, right? Right? Uh, I don't think that's fair. Because Adam said I have to die. No, you have to realize something. If you had been in the garden with Eve, right? You very self-righteous, holy you that's that's arguing, right? If you had been in the garden with Eve, you would have sinned just like Adam did. But guess what? You probably would have done it a couple weeks earlier. right? And that's just the way it would have worked. Because you're just as bad, if not worse. You may say, I don't want Adam to be my representative. I don't, I don't want Adam. I'll pick somebody different. Well, guess what? Good luck. I want to choose my own representative. Okay, fine. You have two choices. If you don't like Adam, you can still choose Christ. Right? Well, yeah, that's who I want to be on a Okay, perfect. That's awesome. We're going to talk about that. But don't think you're condemned just because of Adam before you just say, I want to take Christ, which you should take Christ. But don't think you're condemned just because of Adam. Look at your own choices. The choices you have made show that you also made Adam's choice, Right? It says that for all of sin, not that just some of us have, not that just the bad people have, not that just the... We've all sinned. Y'all get it, right? And so I'm not teaching you anything new, but I want you to make sure you know what you know. Because sin's pretty important, right? So you might think, well, I'm, I'm past that, Jason. I don't have to deal with that. Can we talk about something that's you know a little more... No, we can't. Because guess what? It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter... How long you've been on the mission field? How long you've been a pastor? It doesn't matter any of that. We're actually going to see Paul, the greatest, you know, quote unquote Christian who's ever lived. We'll just give him that title, whether he is or isn't. In a couple chapters, in, in Romans chapter 7, he still fought the flesh, right? He still fought sin. So yeah, we need to make sure that we really have a grasp on what sin really does to us, right? How it really does control us. Because when you find out how something controls you, then you're able to fight the effects of it, okay? So there's a reason why I want to talk about this. That there's a reason why this is thrown in there right after we talk about the benefits of our justification because he's like, okay, you need to realize that you're born, going back to uh, lesson one of D1, you're born into a really bad family, right? And you might be like, well, I like my family. Well, I do too. But you're born into a really bad family and there's only one way to get out of it and it's to get into a different family. You're either of Adam or you're of Christ. There is no in-between, right? There is no special space in-between. You're in Adam or you're in Christ. It's one or the other. That's the only way that there is, right? That's the way it is. We send in Adam. 
When Adam sinned, we were there. You might be like, no, hang on. You're really talking theological now, Jason. No, I'm not. When Adam sinned, we were there. And the proof that we were there and that it wasn't just Adam who was there is the fact that we do what Adam did. You still do dumb stuff, right? You still... Adam had one command. Don't eat of the tree. right? You can have everything else. Don't eat of it. Well, I wouldn't have done that. Really? Come on now. You know, we've got millions of rules, right? And but but we can't keep the simple ones, right? God dumbed them down into 10, you know, in in Exodus, and we still can't keep them. You know why? Because we want what we want. We're just like Adam. We choose independence from God. Have you ever noticed that hey, you have to fight to do the right thing? You know, and I'm not talking about you got to fight for your right to party, right? Some of you are like, "Yeah, I know that." No, you have to fight to do the right thing. It's really easy to do the wrong thing. You know, it's really easy to Stay in bed. It's really easy to not read your Bible. It's really easy to just not want to. It's really easy to sin. It's hard to do the right thing day in, day out, hour in, hour out. It's hard. I get it. You might be like, well, I don't know why you're struggling so much, Jason. Well, I guess I'm not as holy as you are. That's why. But I do struggle, okay? But it's a fight. We have to fight to do righteousness. That's why. That's why sin's so easy. It's natural to us. And all men and women are in the same predicament. We're boiled down into the same boat. Go back a couple chapters. Paul's like, oh, we already talked about this. I'm just reminding you. This is what sin's going to do. Wherefore, as by one man... You need to understand that one man was Adam. That's who he's talking about. As one man, sin entered into the world. Well, what about Eve? We're talking about Adam, okay? And death by sin, meaning you're all going to die because of it. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. We're all in that boat, okay? You need to know that. Moving on. Uh, verse 13. For until the law, or for until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, verse 14, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not uh, sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. So that's as far as I'm going to get. So I'm going to jump into this next list of five things you need to know about how sin works. But before I do, I want you to understand that we're really going to jump into this comparison of Adam and Christ like next week. Okay, we're really going to get into it. But you have to understand this debacle, if you want to call it, of sin before we can really appreciate what Christ has done. You have to really understand how lost you are before you can really get saved, right? What what is the verse? You have to your sin has to become exceeding sinful, right? What 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 is that reference, Paige? I know you know it off the top of your head. Um, oh, okay. Well, sorry. I thought that was one of her like I got, I got it all the time verses. Sorry, didn't mean to put you on the spot. Um, but yeah, you have to get to a point where sin becomes exceeding sinful before you're ever going to take Christ. You have to understand that your family is that bad before you want the new family of Christ. That's the that's the picture that we're going to paint. But so here we go. I'm going to jump into five things to know about how sin works. So I showed you, right? I showed you the four characteristics of what it is, right? So here's five things you need to know about it. Five things that you need to know how this thing is going to try to work and how it got to where it is so that you have that in your little tool pouch for when it comes... Knock it on the door. You understand what it's going to do. You understand what's coming next. So here's your first thing to know about how sin works. Sin entered the world through a man. Well, you just told me that, Jason. Okay, I understand that, but you need to understand this is how it works. right? It entered through a man. Man carries the seed. Now, this is where we're going to start talking about why isn't it Eve? Well, it's because it's Adam. right? That's why. Sin entered the world through a man. Man carries the seed. And without the seed, nothing will grow. 
Right? So, without getting too graphic, when, uh, when, when babies are made, it really didn't come from a stork, right? Uh, it wasn't like a stork invasion, uh, that hit the barn's house that gave him twins coming, okay? Uh, there was, there was a seed, right? And not just the barns. We've all got plenty of kids, so I'm just, they're just the freshest on our mind, right? Um, there, there's a seed, right? And without a seed, nothing grows. Right? That's just the way it works. I don't care how much you want to fight for your, uh, your, your gay marriage rights. You're never going to be able to naturally have children. It just doesn't work. It takes a man and a woman. Okay? Without a seed, nothing grows. Well, guess what? The seed of sin came through a man. Right? It came through Lucifer. Passed right on to Adam. Ooh, I hear echo is all I hear. What? I don't know. All I heard was echo. Okay, right, so man carries the seed, and without without the seed, nothing will grow. So let me let me give you a more practical example, something I can give a little more illustration to without uh, getting in trouble, right? So let me let me use gardening for an example, okay? Because you know everybody likes a good garden. Um, so you you can. You can till the you can till the dirt, right? My wife, I don't know if you heard earlier, she spent probably 20 hours this week tilling our garden. Um, I'm like, I don't understand. It's crazy, right? She spent like all this time tilling this dirt up just so she can do it again this week. So I'm like, okay, well, that's awesome, right? You can till the dirt, right? You can you can pull the weeds. Uh, you can uh, water it. You can do all these different things. You can do all the right things. But guess what? If you don't put a seed in the ground, you know what you're going to have? Dirt. That's all you're going to have. You're going to have dirt. Maybe some weeds, but you were weeding that garden, right? So you got dirt. Without a seed, it's not there, right? Without a seed through man, right? Sin entered the world through a man, through his seed, right? We like to blame the devil. And yes, he had something to do with it, but we sin because Adam, right? Not because of the devil. You might say, well, what do you mean? I thought that, yeah, he got in the middle of what Eve was doing. Adam sinned willingly. And so there in turn, you sin willingly like Adam. Well, I thought I sinned because of the adversary. The adversary might put little tripping blocks in your place. But guess what? You do it willingly. Just like Adam did. Here, eat this fruit. It's really good. He's like, oh no, we can't eat of that, honey. That's the tree we can't eat of. No, he was like, okay, that sounds good. Right? No, he did it willingly. There was no fight in it at all. Come on now. It drives me crazy. People are like, well, if it wasn't for Eve, Adam did it willingly. At least she was deceived by it. It's the craziest thing ever. Come on now. We want to blame the devil. No, we do it because we're like Adam. We do it willingly. Also, something to note as we're talking about this. Be careful to give the devil too much credit, right? Do be the adversary, the punk, the whatever you want to call him, right? Be careful to give him too much credit. Sometimes your bad circumstances are because of chastisement, Right? Not instead of attack. We like to say, well, the devil's just attacking us, right? Well, maybe he is. And I'm not saying that he's not. But too often we like to say, oh, it's spiritual warfare. Oh, it's, it's this. Oh, it's that. Well, maybe it's just God chastising you a little bit. Maybe he's trying to get you on the straight and narrow. Hebrews 12, 6 and 7. Somebody read that. Hebrews 12, 6 and 7. Everybody at once. <laughs> Come on. Hebrews 12, 6 and 7. 
flip thing. I think they lost some of that. Oops. I got it. You got me? Chastity. For whom the Lord loveth, he chastity. Oh, I should have done it. Hence, according to every son, he receiveth. If ye endure God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? Right, so that verse basically says, guess what? If you are a child of God, guess what you're going to get? Chastisement. It's guaranteed. It's not a maybe you will. You will get it. If you're not walking the straight and narrow, right? If you're not walking in the light, you're... I think this was something we talked about yesterday in HBI. If you're not walking in the light, you're inviting lightning. I mean, that's just the way it is. If you're not walking in the light, you're inviting lightning. Because guess what? You are asking God to chastise you. Too often we're like, oh, the adversary is doing this, the adversary is doing that. You're right, the adversary is doing a lot of things. But be careful giving him too much credit. Right? Just be careful. Make sure that you're right. You know, you need to pray just like David did. Search my heart, God. Make sure it's not me before we just go out and blame it. Right? you got to be careful. The first thing we need to know about how sin works is it entered the world through a man, through the seed of a man, and we do it because of that. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> we have to understand that. You have to get that. And you're like, okay, I already know these things. Okay, I want to make sure you know these things. I want to make sure you know these things in a way that you didn't know you knew them before. Because if you don't understand what sin is doing in your life, then it's already got you. Right? It's already got you. Why sin? Because of the devil. No, you don't. You sin because you want to sin. That's why you sin. That's just what happens. That's the way that it is. Right? We're, we're born that way. Number two, death entered the world through sin. Well, didn't you just say that? No, no. I said a sin entered the world through a man. Death entered the world through sin. If it wasn't for sin, there would be no death. What are you trying to say, Jason? I'm trying to say that if Adam and Eve wouldn't have sinned, there wouldn't have been any death. They'd still be alive. What? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. That's just the way it is. If it wasn't for that, they would still be alive. Death entered the world through sin. Why is this true? Somebody tell me why this is true. Come on, you guys are going to need to be all quick on your toes today. Somebody tell me why this is true. Why is it true that death entered the world through sin? How do we know that? I guess I should ask. Somebody. Two reasons. Okay. One, it says so in the Word. Right. And two, look around. We all die. We all die. That's exactly right. How do you know? How do you know that the death entered the world through sin? Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Like you said, through the Word. We know that it's like that. And you might be like, well, I don't believe the Bible. Okay, well, guess what? Death's still batting a thousand. So prove to me one person that's not going to die, and I'll, I'll listen to your argument. That's the exact right answer, Brian. Right? Uh, uh, Candace, that is also the right answer who just texts Paige, uh, even though I'm using her phone. The wages of sin is death. You're exactly right. Right? That is, that is really good. Why is it true? Because the wages of sin is death. And because death's batting a thousand. We already know that, guys. We know that. Well, okay, well, I already know I know that. So, okay, let me... Genesis 2.17 says, if you eat the tree, you're surely going to die. It's guaranteed. It's not like you might die if you eat the really good fruit, but the other fruit... No, it says if you eat the tree, you will surely die. Here's something you need to know. Obedience does not bring death. Disobedience does. What do you mean, Jason? The same way it works with consequences or anything else. Obedience is not going to bring condemnation. Right? Now, it might, be, it might bring tribulation from the world, but obedience is not going to bring condemnation from God. Disobedience brings it. Disobedience brings death. If they wouldn't have eaten of the tree, they'd still be alive today. 
You have to understand that fact. It's not like this sin thing is just something that happens to everybody because it happens. It happens to everybody because Adam sinned willingly. And because Adam sinned willingly, you sin willingly. And you're like, okay, well, I just blame Adam then, right? It's all his fault. Well, you can, but it's not true because you have the choice today. If you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, and now you have a choice. Now you have the opportunity to say no. So if you don't, it's on you. you, you the, the, the I'm blaming Adam thing kind of goes out the window because now you have a choice. Death entered the world through sin. Okay, number three. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number three. The third thing you need to know about how sin works. All men now die because of sin. Come on, Jason. Give me something I didn't know already. Okay, we will. All men die because of sin. Why is this true? Right? Why is this true? You guys should know this. Because we're all born of Adam. If you're born of Adam, you're going to die. That's just the way it is. Death's still batting a thousand. Come on now. We're all born of our father Adam. You know, my dad's not, not, my dad's name's not, I can't even talk. My dad's not named Adam. Okay, well his dad was. Maybe, no, it wasn't. Okay, you go down the line long enough, and your dad's name was Adam. You have to understand, all men die because of sin. They don't die because they got old. They die because of sin. They don't die uh, because of cancer. They don't die because of the coronavirus. They don't die because of car accident. Right? They, they die because of sin. You want to make the argument of why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Right? Why does God allow bad circumstances? Why does God allow you know, a car wreck where teenagers die? Why does God allow you know, uh, you know, children? You, you want to make that argument a little easier? They didn't die because of anything they did. They died because of sin. That is why they died. It's guaranteed. Death is still batting a thousand. Now, we can talk about the situation. We can talk about all those things at a different time because there's an answer for all of that. But you want to make the argument a little bit easier? Because everybody's in the same boat. You don't die because you got old. That's easy to take. You can say, oh, okay, I don't die because I get old. I didn't die of cancer, right? I died because of sin. But then we start getting into the touchy situations of, well, why did that happen? It's still the same answer. You died because of sin. That's just simply the reason. The, the, the way out, why does that matter? I mean, honestly, why does it matter? Why does it matter if you die peacefully in your sleep or if you die in a horrific car accident? You still died because of sin. It's guaranteed, guys. I don't understand why that's hard to get. It, it, it just is. Everybody's guaranteed. It's guaranteed to happen. So why not just seal it up, be good to go with it, right? Be good to go with Christ and be ready to go. I don't understand. We're all born of our father Adam. That's why we're going to die because of sin. Some people object to Adam being the representative head of the human race. You need to get this. You need to understand this point right here. Some people like to object and say, I don't want Adam to be my representative of the human race and the guilt uh, of his sin being passed on to us. But guess what? Let me, let me show you something. If that were not the case, then neither could the righteousness of Christ be representatively passed on to us who have become his children by faith. You want to say, well, I don't like Adam's uh, representation, right? I want somebody different. Okay, well, guess what? You can't take Christ's representation until you take on Adam's. We talked. This is something we did talk about in, in, in HBI yesterday. If you want to get saved, you know the one qualification to get saved? Somebody that's not an HBI, or well, I should ask you guys too. I don't know if you were sleeping or not. Somebody who's not an HBI class, tell me what is the one qualification to get saved? The one thing you've got to be to get saved? A sinner. That's exactly right. 
You were watching, weren't you, Jody? <laughs> She's like, I wasn't an HBI. The one qualification... <laughs> the one qualification to get saved is you've got to be a sinner. If you're, if you're a righteous person, God's not going to take you because then He owes you something. The one qualification to get saved is you've got to be a sinner. Right? And so if you're a sinner, if you can say, yep, that's me, okay, then perfect. Then you can take on Christ's righteousness. So if you want to be like, I don't want Adam's representation. Well, that's fine, but then you can't take Christ's representation because then you're not a sinner. Well, you can't put it that way. No, I really can put it that way. And that's how the Word puts it. Right? Christ came to save who? Not the godly, but He came to save sinners from repentance. I just totally botched that verse. Right? He came not to save the righteous. Right? Yes, but sinners to repentance. It's like it's in my head. I just can't get it through my, my little mouth. It's not working. So, anyway... If you want to say, I don't want Christ's representation, or I, yeah, you better want Christ's representation. I don't want Adam's representation. I want a different representative, right? That lawyer ain't no good. Give me somebody different, right? I don't like the one the state gave me. Okay, that's fine. But if you're not going to take Adam, then you can't take Christ. It just doesn't work that way. That's how the type works. That's how the type works. I hope that makes sense. Adam is the type. If you reject the negative of the type, then you can't really accept the positive of the anti-type. You're like, what did he just say? Well, follow with me. Come on now. Adam is the type. If you reject the negative of the type, then you can't accept the positive of the anti-type. I want to be clear here, though. You don't die. Now, follow me. You don't die because Adam ate. You might be, wait a minute. I, I died because Adam sinned. Right? That's No, just follow me here. You don't die because Adam ate. You die because you would have ate sooner than he did. Right? You don't die because of Adam's quote-unquote sin. You die because... Okay, so I have to figure out a way to, to put this. So, You don't die because of his individual sin of eating the fruit. You die because his corporate sin of disobeying God. Okay, does that make sense? It's not the individual... Well, he ate and he wasn't supposed to. Like, okay, that's not why you die. You die because of the more corporate he disobeyed. Right? That is what got you. You don't die because Adam ate. You die because you would have done the same thing. Because you're just like him. It's not Adam's particular sin that got you. It was his corporate sin that got all of us. I hope that translates well. Um, right? Your, so let's, let's put it this way. Your quote-unquote individual sin is what guarantees your death. But your quote-unquote corporate sin... I'm sorry, you, you, you corporately sin because you're just like your daddy. Your individual sin is what gets you. But you corporately sin because Adam did it. It's the opposite for him, right? His individual sin didn't get you, but it was his corporate sin. I hope this is translating well. His, his group, his disobedient sin that passed on to you. And because you had the, the, the passed on disobedient sin, then you individually choose to sin. And then whatever your flavor of sin, by the way, you like blue raspberry or vanilla, I don't know, right? Whatever your flavor is, there's plenty of flavors of sin out there. Whatever it is that you like is what's getting you. That's why you're going to die, right? So we like to say, and I don't want you to, to misquote me, we all die because of Adam's sin. Yes, we do. But it wasn't the individual because he ate. It was the disobedience, right? And the disobedience is what passed on. And because of the disobedience that was passed on, you choose to willingly sin with whatever you like. Well, I don't like apples. I don't like grapes. Okay, well, you do like 
Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. We'll just leave it there, okay? Uh, I saw a... I, I probably shouldn't say... <laughs> I probably shouldn't. My wife says I shouldn't say that. Okay, never mind. She knows exactly what I'm thinking. Number four. You'll have to ask me later because it really is funny. Um, number four. Uh, the thing that you need to understand how sin works. Right? We're getting close to the end. Sin existed even before the law. Right? That's what they're talking about as you go on. It says, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even uh, over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, but who is the figure of him that was to come? But not as the uh, fence... Um, I don't know if I'm going that far or not. No, I'm going to stop there. So, okay. So sin existed even before the law. How do we know that's true? How do we know that sin existed before the law? If, you, if somebody wants to be quick about it, somebody tell me. How do we know that sin existed before the law? Well, I'll tell you. Look at Noah's day. Right? God had to wipe out the entire world because they were so wicked. Right? Uh, look at Lot. He was a righteous dude. Come on now. Right? He looked back. So did his wife. And God, God, God uh, turned her into a pillow of assault. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at Cain. Look at Joseph's brothers. Should I keep going? It's pretty easy to know that sin was there. Right? Even before the law. So, here's the question I know you want to ask. How do we know that it was actual sin and not just ignorance? Well, I didn't know it was sin. I didn't know it was wrong. Right? Nobody told me I couldn't do this. But nobody told me I couldn't throw my brother in a pit and leave him for dead. I didn't know. Right? How do we know that it was sin and not just ignorance? Well, let me tell you how we know. Romans 5.12 is how we know. What's Romans 5.12 say? Wherefore, as by one man sin into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for all of sin. Every one of those men died. Every one of them. That's how I know it was sin. Because it says that if you died, you died because of sin. So if they died, I know that they were in sin. That's how I know that, right? They all died. We know they were all in sin because there was a tree in the garden and somebody ate for it. Ate from it, right? Not for it. We know they were in sin because there was a tree in the garden and somebody ate from it. That's how we know sin was real. Because Adam ate willingly. Right? That's how we know it's real. Just because you don't know all the laws doesn't mean that... I'm sorry. Just because you don't know all the laws doesn't mean you don't know some of the law. Right? I don't know all the laws. I don't know... I, I, I couldn't go and be a, a, a defendant to somebody because I'm like, I don't know what most of the law says. I want a decent lawyer. Right? I don't know all the laws. Right? The law had not been given, but they knew something between right and wrong. Right? How do I know that? How do I know that? Uh, somebody read uh, Genesis 37, 18 to 22 really quickly. This will kind of give you a quick example uh, of, of why I know that they knew that certain things weren't quite right. That they had not been given the law at this point, but they knew something wasn't quite right. It's the story of Joseph, right? Somebody read Genesis 18 or 37, 18 to 22. I don't care, somebody. You're a somebody. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, Behold, the streamer cometh. Come now therefore, and let us slay him, and cast him into some pit, and we will say, Some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. And Reuben heard of it, and he delivered him out of their hands, and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness, and lay no hand upon him, that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father right. again. You got the whole group of brothers. Joseph's coming down to tell them, Hey, Dad said this or whatever. And you know the story from Genesis. You go back and read it. They're all envious of Joseph, right? And they're like, Hey, I got an idea. Let's kill him. <laughs> right? Let's just kill him and leave him out 
you know, to, to be eaten by the animals. Okay, so that right there would tell you, well, they don't know that that's wrong. But I know that they know it's wrong because Reuben's like, ah, maybe we ought not do that. <laughs> maybe that's not such a good idea. Now, did they have a law that said, thou shalt not kill? No, that didn't come till Exodus 20. But Reuben knew, this might not be the greatest thing to do, guys. I got a better idea. Let's just throw him in a pit and leave him to die, right? Well, at least that way, it's not his blood's not on our hands, right? So there's some sort of conscience, right? There's some sort of something, there's some sort of right and wrong that is born into you, right? You have to know, the law had not been given, but, but we all know a little bit of something between right and wrong, right? There, there are so many laws today, they contradict each other. There are laws that you don't even know uh, about. Does that mean that they don't exist? No. Just because you don't know that there's a law doesn't mean that if you break the law, you're not you know, going to be fined for it. Right? It just means you're ignorant of them. Here's a list. I, I, just, I just did a quick Google search. So these got to be completely legitimate because I got them on the internet. Right? But here's a few just laws that we didn't know about, but they're still laws. And they're going to get you. Right? In Michigan, there's a statute on the book since 1931 that says it, uh, that adultery is a felony. Well, guess what? I bet they don't know that because they're not punishing it. It was punishable. It is punishable by a maximum sentence of four years in prison, possibly a $5,000 fine. Right? Well, people don't know. I didn't know that that was... Right? I didn't know that. Oh, well, I didn't know the Bible said I shouldn't sleep with somebody else. Okay, well, there's a law that says it. Right? Just because you don't know the law doesn't mean it's not true. In Mississippi, profanity in public could land a person in jail for up to 30 days. It's illegal for anyone to use vulgar or obscene language in the presence of two or more. Right? You can't do it. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know it, so I must not be... No, it's a law. Well, I don't live in those states. Okay, well, here, here's a couple good ones from Missouri, just in case you just needed something from your own home state to, to show you that there's some really ridiculous stuff out there. Here's a really good one. If a bull, and this is in Missouri, if a bull or a ram over the age of one year runs rampant for more than three days, any person can castrate the animal without assuming liability for damage. That's the law in Missouri. Did you know that? Doug might be like, yeah, I knew that. Right? All the bulls and rams better watch out. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> you got to make sure they're year old. Here's another one. Here's another really good one. In St. Louis, it's illegal for an on-duty firefighter, firefighter to rescue a woman wearing a nightgown. In order to be rescued, stop that, a woman must be fully dressed. That's law in Missouri. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's still law. Right? Here's another one. It's illegal to honk the horn of somebody else's car. You can get a ticket for that. This is the stupidest thing ever. Come on now. Clotheslines are forbidden in Columbia, Missouri, but hanging your clothes on a fence post, that's okay. Do what? Chris said something. What? Honking is totally cool in New Jersey. Yeah. You you can honk, you just can't honk somebody else's horn. Right? Uh, Here's another one. This is a a really good one. There's, There's a brothel law from back in the day in Missouri that says that it's illegal for four or more unrelated women to rent an apartment or a house together. Still today, that's a law. That's interesting, right? Laws you didn't even know about, but they exist. Well, guess what? Some of the, so I get it. Some of these are funny, but but the point I'm trying to make is that sometimes you may break the law and not even know it. Does that change the fact that you broke the law? No, <laughs> not at all. Next point. So so here's my question for you, right? Here it is. If you break a law that you didn't know, can you still be charged for it? Yes, obviously. Right? If you break the law and you try to say, well, I didn't know that the speed limit was... Guess what? You're still getting a ticket because everybody's used that excuse. Okay, but here's, an, here's a new point for you. 
Next question. If you break a law that you didn't know about, is sin still imputed to you for it? If you break the law and you honestly didn't know, does God still see that as sin in, 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 to your account? Does He? Well, let's get to the last point because i got to get there. Sorry, I'm getting over time. Number five. The thing you need to know about how sin works. Sin is not imputed if there is no law. You might go to prison because you broke the law, but sin is not imputed if there is no law. What does that mean? Mary says in Georgia, it's illegal to have an ice cream cone in your pocket. (laughs) Interesting to know. Okay, Sin is not imputed if there is no law. How do we know this is true? How do we know this is true? Right? Because if there's no speed limit, they can't give me a ticket. If there is no speed limit, they can't give me a ticket. They can say, well, the speed limit is... No, it's not. There is no speed limit. That's how I know that sin is not imputed. Right? That's a really good example. What exactly does that mean for everyone between Noah and Exodus chapter 20? What does that mean? Because Noah, uh, or, or even Adam, right? Between Adam and, and well, between Adam and Noah end up dying. So between Noah and, and Exodus 20 when the law came, what does that mean? Well, here I'll tell you what it means. It means that... What does it mean? My, 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 mind just, my mind just stopped, right? It means that they didn't have the law, but they had something. They had their conscience. They had some sort of a law. God is not going to judge them for the things that they did contrary to the law before the law was written. He's going to judge them for the things that they did that they knew they ought not do. They condemn themselves by doing things that they already knew. Right? Yeah, it goes back to Romans chapter 2. Right? We, we already talked about it, but I just want to make sure that you guys are tracking with it. Sin is not imputed if there's no law. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to be a sinner. You're a sinner by the condemnation of your own conscience. That's the way that works. The only sin they knew was their conscience, and that was held against them, and that was enough to kill them. How do I know that? Because every man who has ever lived has died. It's kind of like when, when a baby is born, right? Or, or a young child dies, and you're like, well, what happens to that child, right? There is no sin imputed to them when they didn't know, right? There is what we call an age of accountability, and we can discuss, you know, is it is it whatever it is? Okay, well we'll just keep it we'll just keep it dumbed down for this point. There is no sin charged to the account of a baby because they didn't even have conscience at that point, right? And we can go down the line, we can get into mental illness and all these different things. Okay, just get the point, and this is the point you need to get about sin. It is not imputed to you if there's no knowledge of it, okay? If you didn't honestly know, does that mean that you can't go to jail for it? No. You break the speed limit, you try to tell the officer, I didn't know the speed limit. Okay, you're still getting a ticket. But if you honestly didn't know, there is no sin imputed to you. But guess what? You've already thought enough bad things in your life to, to, to kill you. So it's not like you're ever going to be righteous enough. But you do have to understand that there was a time, and that's what it's talking about in verse 14, nevertheless death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude. Even though they didn't do what Adam did, they still died. Why? Because they did their own kind of sin. That's why. You have to understand the way that this all works. Okay. So uh, let's just wrap up there. Um, I had a few other things, but we'll, we'll stop there. That gets us our, our five things you need to know. And so I do want to make sure that we have a really good understanding of the way sin works. So next week we can really get into this comparison between Adam, the first Adam and the second Adam, right? Adam 
in the garden in Jesus Christ Himself. And we'll cut, hopefully we can wrap up the chapter next week, but uh, I do want you guys to uh, just understand that. And so here is your uh, task for the week, for those of you who want to do it. It sounds like maybe uh, some of you um, haven't quite got all of the tasks done. So you can go back and do that if you want to. Um, but here's something I, that might be a little more. Um, so for the rest of the chapter, and really, uh, you don't even have to use this chapter, but so I've already given you the answer. You've got, uh, you've got Adam and you've got Christ. So I want you to come up with uh, as many types of Christ that Adam is. How is Adam a type of Christ? Right? Make, a, make, a, make a big long list of how Adam's a type of Christ. Right? And so you might be like, I don't understand what that means. Uh, look into it. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. So come up with as many ways that you can come up with as how Adam is a type of Christ. And we'll get into that next week. Um, one last thing. Uh, somebody asked, I'll give you the five points one more time before I pray. The first one of the five things you need to know about how sin works. Sin entered the world through a man. Number two, death entered the world through sin. Number three, all men now die because of sin. Number four, sin existed even before the law. And number five, sin is not imputed if there is no law. Sin is not imputed if there is no law. Okay, so I hope you got that. If you guys have any questions, uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. I'm going to pray. And if you have questions, catch me right after. I'm not going to disappear quickly. Too quickly anyway. So let's pray. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for the book of Romans. And uh, Lord, I thank you for, um, uh, honestly, in, in, in an odd way, I thank you for um, making a way for me through the sin of Adam. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here uh, to get saved through Christ anyway. So Lord, I, um, I do thank you for revealing my sin to me so I can come to Christ. And so, uh, Lord, I do pray that you would just uh, allow this to... Um, these are a lot of things that we already knew. But there towards the end, we might have gotten into some stuff that wasn't quite uh, fresh. And so, um, Lord, I do pray that um, these things would be things that we do know and we can apply and we can really understand what is happening when we're fighting sin in our flesh. And so, um, God, I do uh, pray you just use us this week. Send us out as lights in the dark world. I pray that you would continue to um, just uh, expedite this whole uh, quarantine coronavirus thing. Everybody's ready to get back together. And, uh, Lord, I pray that um, when we do, that we would just uh, have a love for the brethren that we didn't even have before. And so, uh, God, I pray that you just use us um, and just continue to pray for the things that we prayed about earlier, um, that you would just get the honor and the glory um, through every circumstance, God, because uh, we're here to bring you glory, and that's it. So, uh, Lord, I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen.